Welcome to episode 336 of Live Happy Now. When was the last time you took a moment to give yourself a high five? If the answer is never, you've got plenty of company, but we're about to change that. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm talking with Mel Robbins, an international best-selling author who specializes in personal transformation. Her latest book, The High Five Habit, introduces a fascinating new way to become your own biggest cheerleader. But it's also launched the High Five Challenge, which has already gone viral with hundreds of thousands of people around the world participating. She's here today to tell you how a simple high five is about to change your life. Well, Mel, welcome to Live Happy Now. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show because, first of all, I love the High Five Challenge. It's something that, you know, I've, I've seen on, I think on my Instagram was where it was popping up. And I love how organically this just started taking off. So for the uninitiated, can you tell us what the High Five Challenge is? And then tell us how it came about. Sure. So the High Five Challenge is a five-day free challenge that I created because when we launched the High Five Habit book, I knew that there would be lots of people that would not be able to afford a book. And so I wanted to give the world a free experience that would help them take this transformational, game-changing research that I write about in the High Five Habit to a deeper level in a five-day free experience. And so, you know, the High Five Challenge, you're seeing people all over the internet kind of posting selfies of them high-fiving themselves in the mirror. That high-five in the mirror is what I call the high-five habit. It's something that I want every human being to start practicing as part of their morning routine. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the science behind it. But the fastest way to get supported in starting it is you just sign up for the high-five challenge, which is at highfivechallenge.com. And you can join as of us talking right now, Paula, the challenge has been live Oh boy, for 18 days, and we've had 127 and 22,000 people. Oh my gosh. Take and sign up and complete the high five challenge from 91 countries. First of all, I'm stunned. I got to interrupt because I'm stunned that it's only been 18 days. I feel like I've been seeing it for a lot longer than that. And I guess that's how much of an impression it's made on me. Well, you know, what's happening when you see other people high-fiving themselves or high-fiving each other, your brain recognizes the high-five because for your entire life, you have, whether you're watching sports or you're seeing a parent or a teacher high-five a child or because you've received them or because you've given them to other people, you have nothing but a positive neural association with a high five. And as I've been researching what I call the high five habit, which is turning that high five and all of its positive chemistry and neurology and nervous system coding back at yourself, as I've been researching this, it's been extraordinary to see just how powerful of a tool it is. In fact, you know, when Paul and I unpack the high five habit for all of you, you know, your first impression might be, well, this sounds too simple to be true. Well, I got to tell you, since publishing the book, I have spoken and been interviewed by some of the leading experts in neuroscience, every one of whom has had a just 
holy cow, kind of explosively positive. I can't believe what you have stumbled into. And based on decades of researching what I research, Mel, I had a woman tell me today that, you know, she's been researching neuroscience since the 80s. She's one of the people that discovered neuroplasticity for crying out loud. And she's like, I cannot believe that in all of the work, all of the patients that I've never stumbled across this or thought of doing it myself. It's that genius. And so the reason why it feels like you've seen it around forever, Paula, is because you've seen a high five forever. Mm -hmm. And this works at such a deep subconscious level because all the programming inside of you related to a high five is already in there. And so you feel good seeing other people high five each other. So it's stirring up something inside of you. That's true. And it makes you feel good immediately. Even like, I'll confess, I haven't signed up for the challenge yet, but it already makes me smile. Like I feel better about just having witnessed other people's stories. And so can you tell us, you have a great story about how this started because you you were the original high five (laughs) habit person. It's true. I created it, but this movement is fueled by everybody else. And basically I created the high five habit in the same way that I have stumbled into or created other life-changing things that I share, you know, in my work. And that is by falling into a hole in April of 2020, 52 years old, I had lost my dream job as a daytime talk show host. We were in the middle of the global pandemic. My kids were grieving the loss of their college years. Uh, The world was upside down. My business was in a free fall. The PPP loans were not even a thing yet. Like it was just, I'm sure everybody can take themselves right back to that moment, whether it was the fact that you know, the office was closing or you couldn't go see your parents or grandparents at the nursing home or the kids are home from school and you realize they're not going back. Like it was this collective moment of feeling overwhelmed by your life. And I think that is a very common feeling to wake up and feel like you just don't have it in you to get through the day that you feel defeated, you feel overwhelmed. And that's how I felt in April of 2020. And so I'm standing there in my bathroom in my underwear and I'm brushing my teeth like I always do. And I catch my reflection in the mirror. And my first thought is, oh my God, (laughs) you look like hell. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) Oh, well, most people are there every morning. Like what I've found in my research, and we're going to unpack this after I tell you the story, is that there's a really ugly habit that everybody has that nobody's talking about. And it's a habit of self-rejection. And it's part of your current morning routine. And if you want to live happy now, you need to first wake up to the fact that you have a really entrenched habit of self-rejection. And I'm going to teach you how to use the high five habit to shatter that habit of self-rejection and replace it with new programming that's already in your brain. So, you know, I start picking apart my reflection, the dark circles, the saggy neck, one boob hanging lower than the other. I immediately then drift once your mind is negative. You just start thinking more negative thoughts. I think about how wide you get up so late. You got a Zoom call in eight minutes. And oh, you forgot to call Paula. And you dive and walk the dog. And just the pound down, the mental grinding had already begun. And I don't know what it was, Paula. 
But for whatever reason, standing there in my underwear, feeling just so beaten up by life, I raised my hand to the woman in the mirror and I gave her a high five because she needed one. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that that very first moment as my hand hit the mirror, I just laughed. I mean, it was so stupid. I literally it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, lightning hit me at that moment. It was just sort of like, oh, my God. you know, just laughing at the corniness of the whole thing. But I'll tell you, even the first moment. I felt almost as if there was a switch that flipped on because I felt my mind go from the beat down to all of a sudden it got quiet as I did the high five. And then as soon as I pulled my hand away from the mirror and laughed, my energy was different. You know, I, I it was just literally like, oh, OK, you got a roof over your head. Stop your bitching. You know, you just like you can face this. Come on, Mel. Like, I didn't even think those things. It was sort of that mustering of energy, if you will. And so I went on with my day, but it was the second morning that the profound nature of this hit me because I woke up Paula and I felt overwhelmed and defeated by life. I mean, none of my problems had changed. So I wake up, I'm in this negative state. And as I make my bed, I'm thinking about the high five. And so I start walking to the bathroom and this is when it hit me. And this is super profound. I realize before I even get to the bathroom that I am feeling something I have never felt in my entire adult life. And it's this. You know how when you're about to go meet a friend, somebody you really, really like at a cafe? Mm -hmm. And what do you feel right before you're about to walk in and see this person you like? A lot of anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you feel that sense of excitement and anticipation and kind of this like warm feeling. Well, I realized I was feeling that about seeing myself. And this is the second day. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I've been excited to see what an outfit looks like or what a haircut might look like. I don't ever recall as an adult being excited to see the human being, Mel Robbins. That's such an interesting distinction, too. And once you realized that's what it was about, what kind of a moment was that in your brain when you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually excited to go see myself? It was a moment of intense presence. And so I rounded the corner into the bathroom and the profound nature of this is hitting me. And then I have this second realization as I was standing there again in my underwear, staring at myself in the mirror. And what I realized is this, there are two human beings in the bathroom every morning. There's you and there's a human being in the mirror. And that human being in the mirror needs you. They're trying so hard. They are so beaten down. They're tired of your negativity. They're tired of you picking them apart. They need you to stop 
They need you to wake up and to see them and to encourage them and celebrate them and call out the things that are going right. And, you know, I believe that that's not your reflection. I believe if you allow your mind to go there, that the human being in the mirror represents your spirit and your soul and your humanity. And so as I stood there that morning and I had this incredible realization, I asked myself this question instinctually, something I'd never asked myself before. I looked at the woman in the mirror and I thought, well, what does she need for me today? Oh, that's a beautiful question. And as I thought about it and Every day, it's something a little bit different. Kindness. I need you to be kind today. I need you to have fun today. Like, it's been a grind lately. I need you to relax today. You know, I need you to be tough today and actually stick to your boundaries. I need you to cancel those dinner plans tonight because I need you to be like, literally, you will have an answer. And then I raised my hand and it didn't seem so cheesy anymore. And I high-fived the woman in the mirror to seal my intention and commitment to her. And, you know, I practice this, what I started calling the high-five habit. Every morning after you brush your teeth and you get that gunk out of your mouth so you don't have bad breath every day, I want you to put the toothbrush down and I want you to stand with the human being in the mirror. And I want you to raise your hand and I want you to high five the human being you see in the mirror. And I don't want you to say anything because the gesture alone and all the programming associated with a high five is already in your brain. Your brain knows what a high five is. Like Paula, when you high five somebody, what does the high five actually mean? Well, it's so much. It's victory. It's we got this. It's just enthusiasm and reinforcement of, of what we're accomplishing. Yeah. And it's also, if you're going through a challenging time, it's, I get it. It's hard. And you still got this. Shake it off. You can do this. It's, I love you. It's, I believe in you. It's keep going. It's all those things. But what's really interesting about the high five is that you have never once in your entire life high five somebody and thought, I hate you. You're a loser. <laughs> I hope you have a bad day. Never. And so neurologically speaking, it is impossible to have a negative thought as you go to high five yourself because you've never had one and you have a lifetime of practicing this with other people or seeing it done with other people. And so I don't want you to say a word because especially if you're in a challenging spot, it's your own words to yourself that are part of the problem. I want you to let the gesture and all of the programming that's in your mind, body and spirit work for you. And so you can stand there and think, I hate my body. I'm a loser. Life is never going to work out. I regret all these things I did. I'm a complete failure. Nobody's ever going to. You can think all this garbage you normally think. When you go to raise your hand, pay attention. Your mind will go quiet because your mind recognizes the hand. The high five is a trigger. It's the beginning of a habit. And the habit is to celebrate, to encourage, to see, to believe in. And so your mind will go quiet 
And as soon as you, you know, tap the mirror, or just get close to the mirror. If you don't like to touch the mirror, that's up to you. You're going to notice immediately your mood changes. That's the dopamine. You're also going to notice that your energy gets a little boost. That is the celebratory wiring that is part of your DNA, by the way. When you cross a finish line, what do you do? Throw your hands up. Yeah. What do you do when your favorite team scores? You throw your hands up. Yep. What do you do when, you know, you shout surprise at a birthday party? You throw your hands up, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with waving hello. Same thing with hugging somebody. Same thing with a high five. These are celebratory gestures. And so your nervous system doesn't know the difference between you doing it for someone else or at a birthday party and you standing alone in your bathroom on a very low morning and raising your hand to yourself. And so you just brought up a very low morning. So I, I want to talk about that because that was one thing. It's easy when, like say the first day and the second day of the challenge, you're excited about this and I'm going to try this. Let's see what it's going to do. But say day three or four, you're having a crap day. The day before didn't go the way you wanted. You're feeling really low, something, whatever it is going on in your life. And so then it's harder. So what do you do when you just don't feel like high-fiving yourself? You don't even want to look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror. You do it anyway. You see, advice and tools only work when you use them. And one of the things that can help you is, you know, of course, if you do the challenge, you'll get me as your coach for five days and you'll have all these other people and see all their selfies and stuff. So you'll be inspired to. But if you take a post-it note and just stick it on the mirror, that is enough of an environmental trigger for most people to remember to do it. And if you stack it right after you brush your teeth, Based on research, stacking a new habit with an old habit is what makes it easier for your brain to remember to do it. I think that the high five is the best when you're having a low day, because particularly on the low days and on the challenging legs of this marathon called life, you need encouragement. You know, think about, you know, they just recently ran the Boston Marathon here where my husband, our kids and I live in Boston. And you don't stand as a spectator at mile seven with your arms crossed as the runners go by <laughs> going, yeah, I'll clap for you when you finish. Yeah, I saw your split time. You know, you know uh, you're going to have a terrible mile eight. You know, you don't do that. If you've ever done a walkathon or a road race, you know that the best part of the race and what actually helps you and what inspires you are all the people that are clapping and high-fiving for you. That is the exact same thing that you need to learn to do for yourself when you are going through a challenging leg of the journey called life. Just like those marathon runners are high-fived every step of the way, every single morning, you have a choice. You can begin your day repeating the habit of rejecting yourself, which sends you into the day feeling insecure and defeated, and needing validation from other people and putting the control for how your day is going to go into other people's hands. Or you can break that habit and you can replace it with a simple habit of self-acceptance and self-validation for exactly where you are and exactly where you're not and send yourself into the game called life, knowing that you've got your own back, knowing that no matter what comes, you still are going to support yourself. You still will validate yourself. You still will like yourself. 
And that changes everything. Yeah, because nobody runs out into the football field feeling like, well, I'm probably not going to catch that pass. I don't think they're going to do very well if they run out there with that mindset. So that's well, great. we all do. We all do, yeah. Paula. You know, in our research, because we've been researching this now for a year, 50% of men and women don't even look at themselves in the mirror. So the hardest part of this for most people is not remembering it. That's not the hard part. It's not doing it on a low day. That's not the hard part. The hardest part for most people is actually to stand before themselves in a mirror and look at the human being that's staring back. People carry around so much shame, so much regret, so much judgment, such sense of a lack of worthiness, a sense that you're not good enough. And if you can't look yourself in the mirror, with which the majority of adults can't or don't, that is a habit of self-rejection, just like hiding in the back of a group photo because you don't like how you look is a habit of self-rejection. And if you do look at yourself in the mirror, the majority of us focus on the things we need to fix. Again, mm -hmm. a habit of self-rejection. And what's interesting to me is that it's become so routine and so casual that you don't even realize how often you reject yourself in small ways all day long. Right. And, you know, what I love about practicing the high five habit is we're not only breaking this casual and insidious habit of rejecting yourself, you are creating a habit of learning how to see yourself and learning how to be with yourself and learning how to support yourself, even if you hate where you are, even if you're 200 pounds over the weight you'd like to be, even if you're bankrupt, even if you just got a divorce, even if you have a diagnosis that scares the daylights out of you, even if you just got fired, if you can stand before yourself in a mirror and see a human being that still deserves and needs encouragement, it changes your life. That then becomes... The most important relationship. I mean, our relationship with ourselves, obviously, is the most important relationship we have, but we don't treat it like that. But doing this challenge, it seems like now it prioritizes that relationship and makes us realize how we haven't been serving ourselves well by not validating ourselves. Well, and the other thing that I think is really powerful about having, you know, discovered the high five habit, having now written the book, done all this research, having had hundreds of thousands of people try it. And I still am waiting for somebody to say, yeah, I tried it and I've tried it for a week. Doesn't work. There's not a single human being. That's amazing. Who has given this a legitimate try of five days in a row. Not slapping the mirror, but actually standing with yourself for a second, looking at yourself and then giving yourself that high five. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because of the chemical release in your brain. And it's because of the lifetime positive association with the high five. It is because of the celebratory wiring in your central nervous system. It is working because it is unlocking all of this innate wired for love, wired for celebration that is in your body and in your mind and spirit already. This is the truth of who you are. This is who you were born as. And so for many people, it's a deeply spiritual or religious experience when you start doing it because 
you uh, raising your hand, you are coming back home to yourself. You are coming back into partnership with yourself. You are tapping back into who you truly are. And for many of us, myself included, it has been decades since you have felt that sense of alignment with self and acceptance of self. You know, I, because of the five second rule and because of, you know, the work I've done in the last decade, I have become wildly successful, more successful than I ever dreamed possible. I have impacted the lives of millions of people. And I will tell you, Paula, before I discovered the high five habit, I was still over a year ago, standing in front of that mirror and seeing a person that I hated. It's unbelievable because you see the outside stuff, the amount of money I make, the lives that I've impacted, the positive kind of cheery disposition. But you don't see the decade of self-rejection that I had experienced in my own mind. And so it's not the outside stuff that heals you. Healing, contentment, joy, self-acceptance. This is all an inside job. The reason why the high five habit fundamentally changed who I am and how I experience life is because it broke the patterns in my mind that were making me miserable. And it reprogrammed my default resting state to be one of self-acceptance. It's incredible. What a powerful gift you gave yourself and then subsequently gave millions of people <laughs> to be able to change that. And it's interesting, as you noted before, it's so simple yet so profound. And it's something that everybody can do. I know you do it as a five-day challenge, but do you encourage that people do this for the rest of their lives? Is this something we need to be doing every day? Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. You should do this right after you brush your teeth. Don't ever leave a bathroom without high-fiving the human being in the mirror. Don't do it. You would never start a sports competition without high-fiving your teammates and sending yourself into the game ready to play. Your life is one giant game. So be your own best teammate and send yourself into the game of your life, whether it's one of the most challenging days of your life or one of the most exhilarating, knowing that you have your own back and knowing that no matter what happens, you still like you, you still love you, and you will still be there tomorrow morning, standing before you, ready to cheer you on to do it again. This is fantastic. You know, Mel, this book is amazing. The challenge is incredibly successful and helping really transform lives. And I appreciate you taking time to talk to us about it. I, I wish I had like two more hours <laughs> because I feel like we're just getting started, but we are going to tell people more about the book. We're going to tell them where they can get it and link to some other things about you so that they can keep learning about it. I appreciate you, Paula, inviting me to speak with you and to share this with your audience. And I appreciate you listening to us. And, you know, the thing about me is that I absolutely would love for you to buy the book, but here's what I would love for you to do more. I would love for you to try it, not just for one day, try it, give me five lousy days. And then I want you to post about it if you are on social media, or I want you to email your friends about it. And the reason why I want you to do this is because I am on a mission to get the high five habit, the simple, free, science-backed, 
thing that anybody of any age, anywhere in the world, with any education, any resources or none, can start practicing immediately. Mm -hmm. Because what we have seen in just, you know, a few short weeks of this being now out in the world is jaw dropping. And so that would be my ask. Absolutely buy the book if you can. But what I really would rather you do is realize that you have what you need from this conversation. Start using it. Start using it and see what happens. That was Mel Robbins talking about her High Five Challenge and her book, The High Five Habit. If you'd like to learn more about Mel and how to join the challenge, visit our website at livehappy.com and follow the links. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.